1: Hey everybody,
2: I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowen is. Quote the Ravens. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali, support Luke, support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Oh, better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome
1: to the Wrestle Ramble podcast i am ollie davis and i'm joined by luke owen Hell- and some <laughs> drilling that literally just started yeah
0: uh hello Swap nation and a hello to you oliver davis how the devil are you apart from being very busy
1: i am doing good yeah i just ran in here from another meeting yeah forwarded an, an, an email mm-hmm. forwarded it an email and yeah just uh Getting ready to go for another meeting once we're done here. No, it's, it's chock-a-block. Yeah, it's Chopper a block Cho- Well, he is in this room. I don't know why he's in this room. This is podcast time. It's because I like to get
3: organised for my oh, Super Chats. I'm, well, I'm nice. already starting to curate them for the stream.
1: So. Pete's got big plans that might sort of quell the mm-hmm. Super Chat debate. I know we said we put a pin in the Super Chat debate. Yes. And we have, for your say. Right, so we don't care anymore about what you say. We've heard everything. It's not obviously. It's obviously not true. We do care about what you say. We care about the feedback that we get
0: on this podcast. On that note, and um, I je- wasn't. Finished. Well, sorry. I just wanted to uh, message because uh, Jesse did email in to say, um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, "Oh, it was like um, I don't have Twitter and will never get Twitter, and I'm not sure how fair a load of your listeners are, um, are probably on the same level and therefore can't participate in the pod poll." Which their point was. Perhaps the pod poll wasn't a true reflection. My My argument to that would be, if we'd have done it on a different platform, some people might not have been on that. You're never going to be able to please everyone on what platform you put
1: it on. Do you have to have Twitter to vote in a poll on Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Because you can just look at Twitter posts and Twitter polls and just click a button. I don't think you have to be signed in. I have absolutely no idea, to be honest. But we
0: did it on Twitter because that's where we've done our previous pod polls before.
1: And we'd put a link for it and everything. Yeah. But, right, so I agree that Pete just running through a bunch of comments, a lot of which don't don't really necessitate any response. They're just funny comments that people have super chatted, and then it cuts to us and we go, yeah. I agree. That's maybe not the best use of super chats. This is where people say they're a bit cringy at times because they say
0: something that they think is funny, we don't laugh, and then it is just awkward silence.
1: Yeah, and there's somewhere we're just like, Uh, I think they mean this thing. (laughs) So one way around that is the curation of Super Chats. And hopefully that will be a thing where, you know, like if it is that kind of Super Chat, it can flash up on the actual video as opposed to just on the interface. On the video, like a Streamlabs with a little gif. It'll be funny, but we won't actually verbally acknowledge it, podcast listeners. This is the best and then but then people curate the best ones. Oh, Luke's raised his hand. That's going to annoy the YouTube audience
0: though. Oh, do you think? I think that will annoy but the audience. But there's YouTube a visual
1: audience. component to it. Yes,
0: but I think that people will say that detracts from the video. And because we're not reacting to them, it's just getting in the way
1: of them watching it. Ah. See, I don't I don't think a lot of I think our our video version of the Ramble, if anything, needs more Motion. I'm just putting. Because, it up, like, you yeah. look at BBC News and you've got the ticker and you've got all the stories flashing up and league tables. That's essentially what the Wrestle Ramble should be.
0: Well, I completely agree. I'm just saying. Do you remember when we put? Um, you can download the podcast
1: on these platforms, oh, and yeah.
0: people lost their goddamn <laughs> minds.
1: It was a little strip at the bottom of the video yep. that just said, "You can download the podcast here. Or, do this or, here." Or,
0: uh, no, it literally said podcast available on iTunes on Acast and there were every comment was like get your goddamn adverts out of my video it's long enough as it is you don't need to tell me there's a podcast available i hate adverts
1: yeah so we we'll, we'll try we'll at least try because again they might be a vocal minority we're we're trying to please the maximum amount of people which is never going to happen
0: but we ah. we but we can always try we can try do you want some positive feedback
1: ooh no.
0: Because <laughs> this comes in from Matt, who says Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, Simon, not Randy, all the wrestle types, and not forgetting Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Greetings from Sweden. I'm a bit behind on my podcast as I've been on holiday for a few weeks. Anyway, after listening to all the negative feedback you've been getting about Super and iTunes <laughs> reviews, I thought I would email you guys and tell you what I like about the podcast rather than what I don't. I really enjoy the intro and outro, the banter on the podcast, crap gimmicks, and I especially enjoy the occasional impression of wrestlers. When you and Ollie were talking about The Undertaker needing one more soul, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago I was laughing so hard someone came into my office to make sure I was okay. Keep up the solid and consistent content. On a side note, I saw Weezer in the summer in Stockholm and mercifully they just played a greatest hits set. Yeah, they know what the audience wants. Oh, yeah, it's totally, yeah. Uh, they were awesome. It was my son William's first gig, and he really enjoyed it. It means this year he's been to a WWE Live event in Stockholm for the first time and went to his first gig, which was Weezer. Not a bad summer for a 10-year-old. Yeah. Do you know what's happening with Crap Gimmicks? I sent a beauty to Pete and copied you in while you were on holiday. Um, the reason why we haven't done Crap Gimmicks for a while is just because we've had so many... And to be honest, if you really like Crap Gimmicks, I'm... there's going to be at least another two, three weeks of no Crap Gimmicks we got. Well, because we didn't do a mailbag show this week, which means we've actually now got three to four weeks worth of backlog of uh, of mailbags. Mm. I'm wondering whether I should just put a, a cap on them. It's because a lot of them will just be out of date now. I might just have to go through and curate them and sort of like just only yeah. keep the timely ones.
1: Yeah, we're, we've, we're, we've got the quite nice problem of people send us too many things. Yes. And that's great. Um, but now, because we previously had a commitment of we're going to read all those things out on the on the shows mm-hmm. it's sort of become a bit unmanageable and ollie doesn't like to do work so there's a big part of it and so we'll do a
0: video we'll be like we well, can you get through these mailbag questions and ollie will look at me and go mm, mm.
3: could we just keep it shorter
1: though could we do an extra 15 minutes or does ollie need to go and make the business run <laughs> or does everyone want to keep their jobs <laughs> you know like it's, it's a it's, difficult you know, balance really and maybe is. i'm making the wrong one giving everybody jobs <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, we've got this other uh, nice bit of um, update as well. This is a um, an Agony Art update. Ooh. Um, so, it says, uh, Hey, Luke, Ollie, fake door chopper, uh, but not anyone who rolls their R's. Back <laughs> in... October question mark? I sent you an email about possibly moving to China to teach English or stay with my girlfriend, brackets, who I live with. Well, after a long consideration, I decided to go with my heart and I choose love. The love I have for Chinese food. So I moved to China. (laughs) So I moved to China and I'm now happily teaching kids phonics and all that jazz whilst watching wrestling at seven AM. Thanks for keeping me entertained. I hope I'm your first listener in China, Brackets, I'm bordering with North Korea, by the way, and maybe one day I'll pop up an OEW after I save up enough money to train. It's hot as jog here and I wouldn't couldn't be happier. P.S. Ollie, the advice of, quote, you'll probably cheat on each other anyway. <laughs> Can I say that? End quote. And people wonder why we stopped doing agony arts. <laughs> but. <laughs> was, and I'm going to edit this word, um, terrible advice. He used a va- he used it expletive to describe mm. it. Uh, it. Was terrible advice, and I'm glad you but stopped. You gi- it. And I'm glad you people uh, you stopped giving people some brackets. I did laugh my head off though. Close yeah. brackets. Peace,
1: love, and grabs. That's from uh, Vacant. <laughs> well, that was the point of Agony Arts was to give bad advice that everyone deep down knows <laughs> is the right advice. Right? shall we get into the show because? Um,
0: Because you're business, 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 today. You've got got a business to run and keep us all employed. We've got to cut some of these intros and outros short today, but we'll be back shortly once we have talked about was that the best WWE match of 2019? Spoilers, no, it wasn't. Here's the show. (laughs)
2: We
1: had Roman Reigns in a grudge match against Buddy Murphy on this week's SmackDown. Of course, Roman had... Sort of beaten up Buddy Murphy and really taking him under duress. Mm-hmm. Not waterboarding, but he pinned him up against the wall and forced an answer out of him. Who has been attacking me? I know you saw who it was because you're in that vicinity you've been seen, And he gave the name Rowan. Yes. And then at SummerSlam and Buddy Murphy's match, Rowan attacked him. And then Roman hasn't been around at all, really. And for some reason, this match was booked, even though... Roman and Buddy. I believe don't Buddy, really have any beef.
0: Mur- Buddy Murphy challenged him to a match. Well, that's cool then. That's on, good. on Twitter,
1: yes. Well, that would have been lovely to have seen on television. On television, that's a good angle. Uh, but the they had this match, and at the start, I was like, "This is Buddy Murphy's first TV match. He's been here for four months on yeah. SmackDown, and I was worried about it." And I thought, I really hope this is like Drew and Cedric from Raw, which is a perfect example of getting both guys over in a fantastic match that gets time on TV. Drew looks great. Cedric looks great. I'm more into them. They are both more over. And that's the best thing you can do in wrestling, do a segment or a match where all the people involved are more interesting than they were before. Absolutely. That's what you want from these sorts of matches. And... As this match went on, like, there were so many points where I was like, oh, God, this is where Roman just beats him. Oh, God, this is where Roman just beats him. But to their absolute credit, they got a load of time. Buddy Murphy got in a ton of offense. This wasn't like Cedric Drew where I would... Drew got, Drew took the vast majority, and Cedric would hit a move and get a, near, a really good near fall. This was pretty 50-50.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Throughout. And the commentators at the end were really putting it over that Buddy took Roman to his limit, which I know like they say all the time, so it doesn't really hold a lot of water. But it did feel that Buddy Murphy was on Roman's level at the end of this match. He had some great two counts. But a terrific near fall off that brain buster where people legit thought that was the finish and Buddy was going to beat him. Mm. And as a a viewer at home, I got, as this match went on, like you, I had a bit of like a pang of dread about me because he didn't get an entrance. Yes. And Roman did. And I was like, oh, no, he's been given the job or entrance treatment. So I already had like a bit of, oh, dear, this is not off to the best of starts. But Buddy Murphy is so good. And Roman, to his credit, is so good. Roman knew exactly how to structure this match in order to give Buddy as much as possible while giving himself something so they both come out of it looking great. It was just so well-pitched and so well-executed by both guys that Buddy Murphy came out looking awesome on the other side.
1: Yeah, Buddy Murphy looks awesome. This was a great Buddy Murphy match. But it's also one of the best Roman Reigns matches For quite a while Oh yeah Like you think about those That feud with Kevin Owens And like all those good matches He was having Reigns Owens Reigns AJ Those are really good matches And then he sort of got stuck Reigns Strowman Yeah So yeah Reigns Strowman Was a different kind of match I wouldn't put that that was when he started to get gimmicky and you had loads of big angles and even the matches had trucks involved. <laughs> and I'm ambulances. talking about like in-ring, oh, in ring around-the-ring yeah. yeah, yeah. drama without hardcore spots. Mm-hmm. And I, I, because I love... I know that Kevin Owens match actually ended up in a big pile of chairs. But the AJ matches are really good examples of... Roman's a damn good wrestler. Isn't he just? And this was a really good example of it. Uh, yeah, and I, we've been down on the commentary a lot this week, this whole SummerSlam weekend, and just in general... Like you just said, I thought they did a really good job of getting over Buddy as well. Because not only were they saying, man, Buddy took him to his limit. And I believed in them saying that. Yep. They were also saying throughout the match, he really is the best kept secret.
0: Yeah. And they're like, at the start of this, like, if this is your first time seeing Buddy Murphy wrestle, get ready. Yeah. Because he is really... Like, All three of them. It wasn't just Phillips or Saxton. It was Graves as well really putting Buddy Murphy over. Yeah, Graves was very good. Very good. So the whole match, like this whole segment from start to end, with the exception of him not getting an entrance, was designed to get Buddy Murphy over. And I think at the end of that, they completely succeeded. Now, if I was to take a cynical look at this, we've seen this a lot with wrestlers over the years where a segment has been designed to get someone over. Andrade had these matches two years ago and is still at Andrade's level. He has not surpassed anything. In fact, he's probably less used now than he was when he was getting those matches. So I hope this is the start of something big for Buddy Murphy, and he is going into the King of the Ring tournament, so maybe he could do something cool there, but maybe I've just been conditioned by this company to not
1: get my hopes up too much. But in isolation, this was tremendous. He is a Triple H guy. I don't know if that will help him backstage or hinder him because a lot of people are Triple H guys, and they've been, you know, like the revival. I always thought, oh yeah. obviously Triple H, Triple H guys, Absolutely, but yeah. also they're a tag team, which Vince just has no time for. So, and <laughs> just, that, ask, just ask your tag champs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm like you. I'm really hoping, but this match was, like you said, so well structured from the very start a huge big knee from Buddy early on and went and got a two count right off the start. And yeah. I thought, that's kind of similar to the Seth Rollins-Brock Lesnar match where I don't really... I mean, I was into this more from the start, but it's that believability, this yeah. hook of, yeah, Buddy Murphy could just win with a wicked knee. And it's also a bit of, hi, so you wrestle like a WWE main event person?
0: Here's a knee slap In for the you. knee
1: slap. So yeah, I really liked it. There were so many good spots. Buddy did his big dive over the top rope. The Toronto crowd really got into it. It's Absolutely, the perfect audience yeah. to do it in front of because they're a bit more into the two o five live guys than normal. Uh, yeah, just
0: there was a lot of back and forth in this as well. And like particularly for for Buddy Murphy, like he blocked the spear with knee strikes. Nasbury got the near yeah. fall off the brainbuster. He dodged the Superman punch. And really, it was he just made. One mistake on the outside, got hit with the Superman punch and the spear, and that's what got him the win. And Roman sold that win like, man, I really, yeah,
1: shaking his head. I
0: just got that win, and then he's in the corner, like nodding to Buddy Murphy, like, yeah, that was that was really mm. good. As I say, in my review that's going to go live shortly after this. Roman won the match, but this was Buddy's, this was Buddy's night. This yeah. was Buddy Murphy's night, and it really, really cemented him on this main roster. And you know what? If this was their plan, if they wanted to wait four months, then. Fine. I don't think it was. I think they just called him up, didn't have a plan, and then just went. And then we got this. But at least it was a good little fart noise.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm happy with that. Uh, so obviously we were very happy with how this match went. How Buddy feels coming off the back of it. But I have seen people say burial of Buddy. Yeah. Uh, so I
0: think everyone's going to say that because Roman won. Uh,
3: dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity dog. Get your personalized plan
2: today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: We've also got to say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. $25 above and more. Mm. Uh, And if you go over to become a Pledge Hammer now are going to get our Wrestle Ramble extra review of NXT Takeover Brooklyn, the very
0: first Takeover Brooklyn, which features that excellent Sasha Banks Bailey match. Mm. And I've been so I've been reading the Observer that was released that week, and there are some very interesting little tidbits in them that I never knew about the show or some little things around the show. So be a fun one for us to dive into and and, and discuss, you know, with the power of hindsight. Yeah. So you could
1: take out a subscription to the Wrestling Observer newsletter or. <laughs> You could wait for us exactly. to, to record it later this week.
0: And there's lots of fun clips in there of the shows themselves and the video packages. We, I, I love doing WrestleRamble Extra. It, it's so much fun. And there's now 24, I mean, there's actually there's more than 24. There's nearly like, you know, three years worth of episodes in there that you can uh, listen to. There's plenty of WrestleMania's been reviewed. Loads of SummerSlams are being reviewed. There's so much content in there. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, thank you to Quinius the Killer Clown. Yeah! yeah.
3: Shimmy Gang God, Zachary Robert Crowley Barrows. Come on, baby. Come on. Boom Boom Cult Sample. Yes.
1: Thanks. Duncan. Just Duncan. Just Duncan. Oh, yeah.
3: Butter me up, Soren Nord. Oh,
1: don't you build me up.
3: <laughs> they are only known as Hashtag Team LOL. Team There's four of us now.
1: Robert spence Period.
3: Yeah. Woo. Ryan be bad. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Shower Lurker, Jacob Bates. It's not as bad as it sounds. sounds,
1: sounds. It's creepy, a psycho reference. It's a Norman Bates reference. King George Phillips. Yes, King oh, yeah. George. What really a nice yeah, guy. Okay. Met
3: him many times. Hall of Mania, Patrick Hall. Whopper. Whopper. He who is named Lendell Brenson. Lendell, yes. yeah. Done
1: harder than its bike, Sean Barksdale. It is. Yes. Here it comes. <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's the weirdest one. Asker's future husband and EOF one man wrecking crew
3: skin trays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know
1: what it means.
3: Oh, and, and finally, you'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimdzewski. Good, 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 good effort, effort mate. Good effort, mate. Good one. Thank you
1: ever so much, everyone. Oh. Diggity, dig, diggity diggity. 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 Let's see what the super chats say. Over with Chopper Pete
3: Cornell, Happy Birthday, Chopper Pete Cornell. <laughs> the chat has just been almost non-stop of just Happy Birthday messages. But luckily, we do have some super chats as well. So we're going to start with Jesse Venable, who says, Who wins the Sweat Triple Threat? Uh, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, and Roshane McMahon. Oh, I'd say Bobby Splashley is the sweatiest. I'd say Bobby's the sweatiest, yeah. I, and
0: my mind instantly went to shame, but no, you're right. Bobby is. Like, Bobby
3: just walks to the ring and he's already a mess. Mm. JJ comes in with probably one of the best super chats I think I've ever heard, saying, First super chat, I would just like to say, to you, uh, just like to say that you guys have trained my African grey parrots. He now says super news, best in the world, and randomly screens Tomo. Tomo. Tomo! Wow! wow. We're, is we're that, is that a shoot parrot? Or a kayfabe parrot? I think that's a shoot parrot. Oh my shoot.
0: God. We're, we're teaching shoot parrots things. Yeah. Does that mean we can effectively call ourselves teachers now? What shoot animal trainers? Mm. Parrot whisperers? I have got good animal handling skills in my D&D character, so it does make sense. It just makes sense.
3: Will HM said, Did anyone else catch Byron Saxton saying, I feel like I've been pinched by happiness and hugged by joy? <laughs> I did not, but that sounds like a very Byron Saxon yeah. thing to say. I'm assuming that was when New Day came out. Probably. Ronce Rajan says, I, I can buy Bray Wyatt being possessed by The Fiend. I can buy The Undertaker having superpowers, but that TV that Kevin Owens broke being $5,000? Come on now. <laughs>
1: Hey, maybe it was new technology, smart TV. It wasn't even one of those TVs that looks like a painting on the wall. No, I don't buy that was $5,000. Shane's been mugged off there. As if Shane knows how much something costs. (laughs) It just appears for him. It's like those avocado articles. Yeah,
0: Yeah,
3: that's why kids can't afford to buy houses. Buying avocados that cost £100 each. Uh, Matthew Shields says, Thoughts about No Fiend this week. Reports
1: true. OK, so let's get into this because this is part of Pete's news coming up later in Luke's review video that uh, we were all scared because the YouTube version was edited. Apparently, Brian Alvarez has reached out to people and they've all said the same thing. No, The no. Fiend's going to continue as Bray's Vision intense.
0: One of the reports I did read was that the video was edited because the severed head wasn't compliant with YouTube guidelines mm. and so that's why that got edited off but the severed head is going to be a big part of his Mattel action figure. So I mean that the funniest thing about that, and Pete makes this joke in his news as well, do you remember the Al Snow controversy in 1999 when they released an Al Snow figure with the mannequin head and parents groups, the, the, the PTC, got that toy pulled from shelves because they said it came with a severed head. This is not actually coming with a severed head, and it's fine. And remarkably, it's from Mattel. Like, of all companies, it's from Mattel.
1: Two decades on from that, society has finally accepted severed heads (laughs) for children. For children, yeah. Um, The brain not appearing on TV at all, I do agree that I, I would have liked something. I would have liked just, like, a little flash. Like, maybe the episode ends, copyright logo, and then the... All you need is that yeah. two second glimpse of the fiend. Uh, I don't think that would overexpose him. I think that would nicely keep the plate spinning. Yeah. But at the same time, I am not against them pacing themselves. One of the best things that's happened in the last month with WWE is how much time they're taking over stuff. And from for about you know a decade of criticizing them for rushing everything, I'm going to give them this one.
0: Absolutely, no, I'm agree. Like I would, the worst thing he could have done was have a match on Raw that meant nothing. Like you, I'd have liked a video package or something or a recap of it just to keep it fresh in people's minds. Completely ignoring him, I think, is a a wrong move. But certainly I wouldn't have given him a match or anything like that or a Firefly Funhouse follow-up. I think they need to, yeah, kind of pace this a little bit. But a, a mention would have been nice.
3: Uh, We got one from uh, the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman, uh, which you already kind of answered. Just said, hello, what is your panic level with no Fiend on? Which you already answered. So we're going to Matthew Scheel, who says, everyone has thought of Fiend versus Harper and Braun. What do you guys think of the Fiend against Rowan, though, or possibly Brian? Uh, Definitely Fiend against
1: Brian. I've got no interest in Fiend versus Rowan. Nope. Save that for The Rock.
3: (laughs) Uh, Spider Dan Evkovich says Would it be crazy to have The Fiend be the attacker And really push his character Do we really want Brian To be the actual reveal After this week But that wouldn't make sense For The Fiend That doesn't feel like A Fiend move To
0: randomly attack someone Or drive a car at someone It doesn't feel like The sort of thing That that character right, would
3: do You're right
1: But maybe Bray would well, Maybe yeah. The Fiend wouldn't Yeah and Like Bray's a, a Mr. Like, I'm Rogers I'm so sorry Yeah I don't know You're right I'd, I, They could make it work But yeah I don't I think that I would want to see that. But But maybe they can make it work. Yeah.
3: And the last one for now before we get on with the full (laughs) show. Rons Rajan says, Dolph Ziggler, no one sells a spear like me, Buddy hold my beer
0: oh yeah he did the big old like big flip
3: like they essentially we didn't talk about that that was great they essentially did a Spanish fly yeah <laughs>
1: because Roman went over with it as well that's how all 205 live guys sell main roster finishes because yeah. the Claymore on Cedric he did a flip oh, over as well that's
0: how you get things over yeah and actually there were times on this match where well, I feel like we should go back because none of the super chats were were kind of on the subject mm. but I feel that this felt almost India times like there was a moment when they were doing the sort of hits and like Roman fell backwards yeah. and then bounced off the ropes to hit something i've seen that at rev pro shows so it really did feel like a 205 live match with roman reigns and that might be one of the reasons why it's got over so big and like to yeah to that point like brian alvarez was raving about it he said it was the best smackdown match in years sean ross Sapp absolutely loved it there were reports from the building that said like the the place came unglued yeah. during that match and i got a tweet from someone this morning that said it's the it's the, it's the best match of the year but I would say if it's going to be the best match of the year, which I don't think it is, it's certainly the best WWE match. There's a ginormous asterisk next there because the G one's
1: literally just finished. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a short. I mean, we're eight months into the year now. Yeah, there's a lot of matches that have happened. I I love this match. I I mean, I I kind of preferred Drew Cedric. Oh really? Yeah. I think I preferred this. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if we're just talking WWE matches and we put that to one side, I yeah, I think. Even on SmackDown, like you said in your review, I enjoy the Kofi Gauntlet match. The original, the gauntlet, original one yeah. more. So, but that's not to take anything away from this. It was it was great? Absolutely, yeah. Right. So. SmackDown kicked off with Kevin Owens coming out in his home country in front of a Toronto crowd. He got a great reaction. Superstar reaction this was. Absolutely amazing. So WWE screwed him over all night. Uh, Why why sort of make someone look good in their hometown and enhance that stardom? That's uh, well, because he's getting the rub from Shane. The reason he's over so much is because he's feuding with the best in the oh, world. Of course, yeah, not because he's a great promo and a fantastic wrestler. No, Shane. An engaging personality. Uh, he said that today marks the fifth anniversary of him signing with WWE. That blew my mind. I was like, a lot. I just feel like it's been a lot longer because he's done a lot. Universal yeah. Champion. I think it's because he was barely in NXT. Yeah. Like
0: he was in NXT for what a handful of months i think he only did like one or two takeovers and then was up straight to the main roster and feuding with with um john cena he was because there sammy got injured yeah he was there for less than a year mm. so if maybe that's why it feels like it's longer than because we didn't have a
1: lengthy nxt run alongside it uh then he's he went into that he's he's had many amazing memories he got to share the ring with people he respects and i was it. Like, he so losing me a bit and then he said and the best thing was my family were at ringside for SummerSlam and I was like ah oh, you're Vin- losing me again Vince's favourite new thing in I the world know. he loves it
0: like it, there are Vince
1: essentially is that
0: little paperclip from Word where it's mm-hmm. like it looks like you're trying to write a babyface promo <laughs> can I be of
1: assistance yeah because it was all over this show like not just Owens but loads Kofi of diff- did it yeah, as well yeah loads of family references And I don't you know I care about families of course I do but I also don't. Yeah. And I want Kevin Owens to stand there and go, I hate you, Shane McMahon. I kicked your ass. woohoo!" But instead he's like playing this humble stuff. I don't want to see you humble. I want to see yeah. you like being a bit cocky. You've got the Brahma ball tattoo. Rock was never humble. <laughs> like you're you're channeling Stone Cold. When was Stone Cold humble?
0: Exactly. And it's like all the Kofi stuff leading into Mania stopped being about his 11 year journey and became about I've got to do this for my kids I've got to prove to my kids that this can be done I'm like no that's not the interesting bit the yeah. interesting bit is the 11 years
1: uh, it's nitpicking but it is quite you know it is frustrating but then he says he's now setting his sights on the King of the Ring tournament and then again he just talks about being a fan of it as a kid and he just wants well, to be like Stone Cold and Owen Hart he's grateful to be there I know uh, and he's just like it, Kevin Owens is a much better promo than send him out there and just say people's names to get nostalgia pops because the crowd will cheer Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yay. Yay. Bret Hart. Yay. Yay. Owen Hart. Yay. Yay. Like that's Natalia's job. (laughs) That's a Natalia promo. Kevin Owens can do something a lot lot more. Uh, But Shane McMahon interrupts. Crowd chants, asshole. Good, they got him a good amount of heat.
0: But I loved this. When the crowd were chanting asshole at him and Shane just stopped, it was like, it's a very rude thing to say about Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah that
1: was <laughs> a good <laughs> Because it completely <laughs> shut the chance down. I thought that was really funny. Um, To keep nitpicking, because I feel like it was too positive in the opening segment, I wish, when, how much better would this have been if Shane came out with a cup on his balls <laughs> and he's like hobbling around and he's really selling the injury and like, you know, essentially, he got the comeuppance. Yes. So he should be the. If this happened to Vince, Vince would be in a wheelchair. Oh yeah. Bandage over an eye, an elaborate thing round his groin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He would have made a massive like being pushed out in the wheelchair by a liar, like still in the
1: referee's outfit and something like that. Like they would have made much yeah. bigger a deal of it. Yeah. But for some reason, Shane, the only weakness Shane can can visually portray is sweat glands yeah pretty much if I was to nitpick this as well which you know we're gonna have to now
0: because we were so positive <laughs> in the first half and we got our um pro AEW agenda to get th- get it across yeah otherwise not gonna get that paycheck um I thought that the fining
1: storyline was lame yeah fines don't work in wrestling because it's either I I'd, I'd backstage I want to know how much everyone earns but I don't want to know it in story because it's never the right amount. And the crowd reacted to it like not at all because why would you? It's just like, I'm going to fine
0: you $100,000 to make this big thing. The crowd didn't make a single noise because why should I care? Yeah. Like, and as I said in my my review, it just opens up kayfabe questions. Because Shane said I'm in a management role. So it's like well, okay, if you've got that power and you hate him so much, take him out of the tournament, suspend take him out of the King of the Ring, yeah. suspend him. You can do all of these things. When Steve Austin was feuding with Vince McMahon, there was always a storyline reason why Vince wasn't just firing Austin, why he wasn't doing this, that and the other. He was doing things to punish him or this. Shane has just like giving him a fine, but he's kept him in a tournament yeah. to be crowned King of the Ring. So For now. For now. So
1: for me it just like it, this whole finding thing didn't work at all. And the crowd didn't react to it. No, and then Owens, you know, did his best. He tried to sell it, but he went back to the family well. I've got to to provide for for my family. Yeah, he's like, that's not a big amount of money for you, Shane, but for me, that's I've got kids. That's my kids' university fund. I'm like, look, if, if WWE are writing a show to appease all sort of sectors, all age groups, like, you are isolating a huge part of people who don't have families and aren't adults. Well we're adults, but yeah. we don't have kids and stuff. Nope. So but I you know so I can't properly empathize with this. And do
0: you think the crowd were really, really cheering for Kevin Owens at yeah. SummerSlam because he was, you know, helping his family. Exactly. Yeah, he was people were cheering him and going bonkers in that match. It's because he was beating up Shane McMahon. Not because Shane's rich and Kevin
1: Owens isn't. It's because Kevin Owens is cool and Shane's a dick. I think the Shane being rich is a part of it. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to then think of Owens as not rich. Like, that, think, that takes me out of it. I
0: think it's more, it's Shane's abusing his power. Mm. He's And he has been abusing his power for the last few months. It's less to do with the amount of money he earns. It's more about the, I'm, I'm, I've got a position of power because I'm a McMahon and I've been abusing that.
1: But the power and the McMahon comes, comes from money. Yeah. So it is, it is a big part of it, I think at least. Mm. Anyway, Owens, yeah, I didn't like any of the fine stuff either. Owen's goes into Shane's office shortly after this and Shane threatens to sue him if he puts his hands on him so KO just throws a a stool at a wall and that made the TV stop working.
0: Yes. Yeah, it didn't look particularly. It didn't really. Yeah. I I, I wasn't massively into yeah. this. And he was and he was just like make it 105,000. So like yes,
1: we're really like, you know, going hard on this. Yeah. Then we got Charlotte versus Ember Moon. Uh this was yeah, I haven't really got any notes. No, I really like this. Yeah, I really, really like
0: this. I mean, granted, the crowd were not into Ember whatsoever. And why would she be? All mm. she does is lose and get beaten up. But um, I actually thought this was really good. I thought this gave Moon a lot. I think Flair, like Roman in the buddy match, really gave her a lot and tried to make her look as good as possible. Because, because of the way that Ember's been booked for the last couple of weeks, she doesn't feel like she's on Charlotte's level. But by the end of this, she did feel like she was at least in the ballpark of being on Charlotte's level, even though Charlotte won, my worry of that is that, does that just set Charlotte up to face Bailey next? Because I'm frankly not into that at all.
1: Mm. Well, who else is there, really? Well, that,
0: that's, that's it, really, isn't its is Who else would it be? Because you've taken two of your best wrestlers, in Asuka and Kairi Sane, and put them in a pointless tag team that's doing nothing.
1: Plus, we haven't had a blonde person challenge for the women's title for a while. It's making me angsty. And now there's a blue-haired lady challenging <laughs> on the other brand.
0: Which sounds a bit like blonde, but it's not blonde enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't... Not that I wasn't into this match. It was just a match for me. Mm. I, I didn't... You know, nowhere near the level of Cedric Drew or Buddy Roman. No, of those um, three, it's the bottom of those. But I, I very but, much but enjoyed it. Like, yeah, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, Charlotte won in a figure eight. There we go. Brian and Rowan showing... Brian and Rowan shown talking backstage. Walking backstage. backstage. (laughs) SummerSlam's going to be in Boston next year. And then we've got another Roman Reigns attacker recap. Yes. But this time it actually led to a bit of development because it cuts... uh, Brian and Rowan come out on the stage. Brian, surprise, surprise, cuts this excellent promo on the crowd about how Rowan had nothing to do with this And neither did Brian. And he said, Buddy Murphy is a liar. He blames Roman for putting Buddy under duress. Mm -hmm. And like anyone would say a name when you're under that amount of pressure. And then, yeah, Brian says he gave the wrong name. The crowd start chanting, it was you. It was you. And he just goes, and
0: that's what's wrong with society today. Brilliant. You tell a lie, it gets spread on social media, and then it becomes the truth. And I thought that that's a wicked, wicked line. Really, really nice. You can tell
1: Brian has a lot of control over his promos yeah. because his delivery is amazing, of mm-hmm. course, but it's always the content that really makes them so good. Exactly. Makes it feel real world. Yeah. Rather than just being like,
0: WWE Hall of Famers and, and you know corporate buzzwords and stuff like that. Um, shout out to Rowan as well who was wearing a, uh, a breed t-shirt I'll always shout out Alfred to bands that I recognise but when I was at university I was more into the band Beak, who were essentially a parody act of them but with a parrot as the lead singer That's good. The
1: parrot that we talked to
0: Well it's actually funny enough, that's, tw- that's twice a
1: parrot going to come up in this review Who'd have thought? Then we got Shane McMahon backstage telling not Renee Young that the TV isn't working because of Kevin Owens throwing a stool at the wall and then Samoa Joe just appears there so awkwardly staged because not Renee came
0: in through the door and asked Shane but then Samoa Joe walked (laughs) from the other side as if he'd come in from another door but there is no door there so he was just in the room waiting for his moment to step in because Shane didn't know he was there it was and I
1: I hate the way WWE stages things sometimes And then just Joe- think about just think about the space you're in. Yeah, Joe had the gall to say I'm a badass, yeah. which he is, but not when you've just been behind hiding behind a plant in the <laughs> corner. And then yeah, that Shane says Samoa Joe's going to face KO later in the night. Mustafa Ali got a little character promo sponsored by Drive Time. There you go. It was cool. Yep. Alistair Black backstage. It's got a lot more lighting now back there. And it's the same spiel of him talking about someone needs to knock on his door. But he's saying the word knock differently. Knock. <laughs> knock. Do you think he's trying to get it over so knock. he can get a t-shirt? Maybe. Knock,
0: he, th- knock, knock. This, uh, this needs to go somewhere. Yeah. More than where it's gone previously. Because he had so much momentum off the Cesaro match at, at um, Extreme Rules. And it felt like he's really cooled off since then because they've done nothing to follow up on it. And I don't think him beating Sami Zayn quickly last week is a good enough follow-up.
1: I just feel like this needs to be going somewhere. Yeah, he needs an actual storyline now. He's yeah. had matches, but he needs a bit of a feud. Something to sink his character teeth into. Exactly, because otherwise he's just cutting. Virtually, He's going to get Bray Wyatt syndrome
0: otherwise, yeah. where the promo delivery is good, but you're just saying content that means nothing.
1: Although... At least it wasn't him cutting a promo from his little coffin thing as he sits up. You know what? When you're right, you're right, and that is an excellent point because that was goofy. After that, we got Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns, which we've already covered. It was awesome. It was great. And then we got the Revival talking to Kayla backstage, and they blame New Day for ruining tag team wrestling. Called the 24/7 title a joke, and glad that they lost it quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Don't be cursed with that. The New Day have never beaten the Revival. Which, Which makes sense.
0: But that makes sense mm. Because you know, The Revival came in And beat them very quickly When they came out from NXT And then they got injured And yeah. then they've been A Raw act ever since While New Day have been A Smackdown act So yeah that makes sense They probably haven't Had a match since That's a good bit of story You
1: could build something around I mean And looking at the main event Maybe they will Yeah I think they will There's a 20th celebration 20th anniversary celebration plug For when Smackdown moves To Fox On and the 4th of October Another nostalgia show Yeah uh, it's going to have so much storyline momentum <laughs> like that. So many legends <laughs> returning. Um, then we got the New Day backstage. Kayla Braxton comes over to them and says, hey, the Revival just said you've been ruining the tag division. And Big E and Xavier do some jokes about how they've ruined loads of other things, but not the tag division. And then Kofi talks about crossing the line. Yeah, I mean,
0: it just felt like he was given AJ Styles a script from last year. Like They just took it out from last year and... <sighs> Can you just read this for us? Like, dust it off. Just replace the name Joe with Randy, and I think we're on our way. And Wendy with I yeah. the Cove. Is it's, and again, it's just they have a template that they just have to stick with. They have got five scripts, and they just change the names out of them.
1: So this is where I had a bit of a, a theory on the the laziness of having these male characters talk about fighting for their family. Okay, And that is... Maybe that's the equivalent of the women's division and their feuds being based around friendships. Oh,
0: okay, right. And that
1: there's also sort of a an, an unconscious misogyny there as well. And that oh, you're a male babyface. You are a provider. Yes. And the worst thing that can happen to you is that you can't provide for your family or protect your family. Yeah, protect yeah. your family. It's quite a you know, it's a it's an age-old story and is you is is very valuable to, when it's used. And not when it's overexposed like this Same with the women's division Oh we're friends Oh Ooh, we're, we're friends So it's using those sort of gender stereotypes In the laziest possible way And this multiple is Multiple times on the same show Absolutely it is lazy And like and again
0: At the end of this show When Randy is laying out the New Day That heat was not coming from Oh he laid out a family man No it came from the fact He laid out the New Day Who people like
1: Yes yeah, I am so much more
0: into Xavier Woods Than Kofi's family <laughs> Yeah
1: Randy Orton can beat up all of Kofi's kids for all I care.
0: (laughs) We've seen him RKO kids time and time again. He arcades his own kids all the time.
1: (laughs) Um, Then we got Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. But of course, Elias has made the special guest referee. Now, they did cover why this wasn't for the 24-7 title. Earlier, Shane had said that he's given Elias the night off after what Kevin Owens did to him at SummerSlam. Which is funny, yep. because Elias was also on Raw, won the 24-7 title. <laughs> yeah. And Shane said, the 24-7 title isn't on the line tonight. Yeah, it was good, yeah. Um, and he got involved straight
0: away. Uh, went to an ad break. Joe was back with the neck crank. The, uh, ad, the ad break neck crank. Not the fiend <laughs> neck crank.
1: <laughs> Imagine if he came back from an ad break like that. For the, for the neck oh, crank. Oh. Holy <laughs> hell!
0: Killed him. Uh, Owens made a comeback, hit the pop-up powerbomb, Elias pulled the referee out, and then he got in the ring while Joe rolled him up and gave a very, very fast count.
1: Yeah, and then Kevin Owens looked angry. Yeah. I bet that must feel great for Samoa Joe.
0: Vindication! <laughs> My favourite thing about this was, actually, and I've, I've been burying, I mean, the pair of us have been burying Corey quite a lot because he's becoming quite annoying lately. But I did like Corey Gray saying, so like, you know what, Elias isn't a full-time official. His cadence might be a little off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, after Yeah, and Owens just walked off very angry. I just don't know why you can't have him stand tall over Shane again in Toronto. Well, he'll get a huge reaction.
0: Because you've got to wait till the Survivor Series, when it's going to be Team Owens versus Team Shane. Mm. He's, still, he's still flogging that horse. Well, uh, why else are they continuing this goddamn storyline? He won. Mm. Why continue it?
1: Uh, after this, this was actually... No, no, the, the Buddy Roma match was my favourite, but this is tied into that storyline. This is my favourite segment of the week, actually. Can't think of what what else happened on Raw. Yeah, more than the, the Sasha Banks heel turn, because hmm. that had a lot of things, a lot of niggles. It was very fun as a superficial turn yeah. and return, but this had a lot of depth and mirror image stuff with other parts of the story. I thought it was excellent. So... Daniel Bryan and Rowan go into the locker room exactly the same way as Roman did last week and said, everyone clear out, like almost the same, the same verbiage. And they said, not you, buddy, because they want to have a chat with him. And Bryan is just getting all in his face, right, right saying, up in his face. you lied, you've ruined Rowan's reputation, you've ruined my reputation. And then he says, say that you lied, admit and he won't. So Rowan starts beating him up and it's a brutal beatdown that Buddy sells fantastically, throwing over a table. Yeah, he, he was just taking launches. them bumps. And then Rowan pins him up against the wall and Brian says again, you know, admit it. And he goes, I lied. And then they, and then Brian just says, I hate lies. I hate lies. <laughs> and Rowan throws him away. It was just, to, for Brian to use those tactics that he'd just condemned and it'd be such a, a lovely mirror image from last week's segment... Mm. And how Buddy Murphy is still caught in the middle of all this. But it's but Brian didn't use those tactics. Rowan used those
0: tactics, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian was just happened to be there with him. It's one of those like all like brilliantly justifiable heel things to do. Be like, hey, I didn't do it. Yeah. Rowan did that.
1: Yeah, it it had a lot of elements of sort of a a, a crime family. Yeah. Oh. And totally, Brian yeah. is the is the mob just boss.
0: just your big muscle this going around throwing this guy around where you're like, Tony totally what you need to do is yeah. tell the truth.
1: I loved it. I thought it was very, very good. It's really cool. And then it cuts backstage to Roman walking with purpose. I'm like, so something's gonna fall on him, right? Okay <laughs> uh, Kayla wasn't there. Going, <laughs> Roman! Over here, Roman! Hit a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got a King of the Ring video package, and then we got the New Day versus the Revival. But then Randy Orton comes out and says, "Why don't we make this a good old-fashioned six man?" Yeah, he calls uh, Kofi a coward because he ran away from their fight at SummerSlam. Which, you know, like, of all the uses of family, when Randy said, you ran away from a fight in front of your wife and kids, mm. that was that was a good line. That got a pop from the crowd. I thought that was emotionally affecting. I preferred the use of the term,
0: you couldn't beat me 11 years ago, you still can't beat me now. That's good I answer. think that's, again, for me, that's so much more effective than the
1: family stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's made a six-man go to break, come back, revival get a job or entrance, they're already in the ring. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, this is like a, a pretty good six-man. Not like the crazy good six-mans that WWE sometimes no, put on.
0: it was mostly just the heels working over uh, Xavier Woods. And then they got the hot tag. Kofi runs wild for a little bit. And, like, he did a big dive and things like that. But then Woods got hit with the shadow machine. I thought it was a fun, chaotic final few minutes. But it was a lot of beat down. And when I was watching this, I was like, I bet Vince just rewrote this script again. And they were like, we've got half an hour free. Um, go out there and have a long match.
1: I liked it because of the way Xavier sold the arm. Yeah. So Xavier's arm was worked over when he was getting isolated in the ring. And then when he makes a comeback after Big E's hot tag, he is doing these strikes with one arm. Yes. And, like, one arm's flailing by the side. So, and that, like, that makes him look so much better when he gets pinned by the shadow machine. He's protected somewhat. No,
0: sellings selling for
1: dogs. Just ask Seth yeah, yeah. Uh, And, yeah, they, the Revival pinned the tag champs. So that surely sets up a, a title feud. Yeah, I it's mean, you've, you've, you've got to, right? And then Kofi, they're, they're like, of course the revival are beating them down more. And Kofi saves Xavier, but then Orton hits an RKO on Kofi. Yep. And then Xavier, and then Big E, and then Kofi again. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this was the revival picking up
0: Big E for the RKO, being like, "Yeah, get him, get him, Randy. Yeah, we're on your side. We're we're buddies, right?" Mm-hmm.
1: I was half expecting Randy to RKO them as well, be like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> yeah. I I thought this was great. I thought it was really cool. And this is really what the go home segment should have been for SummerSlam.
0: That yeah, I said this in, in my review. It's like this was better than all of the build leading into SummerSlam, and it has added some much needed heat into this feud. Mm. Like it's about time. Like and. The- yeah, and it, and I think now leading into Clash of Champions, let's just hope that we can build from this as opposed to now spending the next few weeks just doing promos on each other. Because
1: the visual of Randy standing over these three carcasses, it was such a, a really... It really made the New Day feel in jeopardy. And Randy does have their number. But yeah. Then we got the second best backstage segment of the week, which was like the just such a soap opera ending. Brian and Rowan are just sitting down. After this is after the match, you know. We've still got a minute left. So it cuts backstage. Brian and Rowan are sitting down. They stand up and Roman walks in. This is all one soap opery wooden shot Yeah. And Brian's wants an apology. Ranger stands there. Looks like he's going to get tough guy. But then Brian goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. We found out the culprits. We've been doing an investigation of our own." Yeah, fashion police. Mm and we'll reveal it next week.
0: Doom, 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 doom,
1: all that was missing was that and them all looking off in the, di- in the <laughs> distance. I loved
0: yeah, it. Totally. It was yeah, good little um good little cliffhanger into next week.
1: New Japan do in ring strong style wrestling amazingly and they're the best at it. AEW, I'm sure, will do that indie style with a lot of comedy and campiness, but also some very emotional stories tied in very well. That's going to be their selling point. WWE need to double down on sports entertainment. Oh yeah, and this is the a great example of that. Just soap opery cliffhangery endings.
0: And it's it's going to be Brian, right? He's going to reveal it to be him. It wasn't Rowan. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But it he's was already all said along. it wasn't him. Yeah, but he hates liars, mm. and again, it's that more hypocritical side of him
1: that he lied, even though he hates liars. It's. I hope that isn't what happens, because I think for Brian to then say it was me, I'm like, ah, well, <laughs> I, I, I got a week out of this. I think he should set up someone else, and then it reveals that reveals it w- a bit later. Yeah, it was a false investigation. Yeah. He just,
0: and actually, that also ties into the hypocrisy of him blaming Buddy Murphy for. In- quote-unquote, incorrectly pointing the finger at them because he's pointing the finger at someone else mm. as, a, as a misdirect. As, as much as we can add some hypocrisy onto Daniel Bryan here, it just helps his heel character.
1: Definitely. Uh, overall, I thought this episode of Smackdown was very, very good.
0: Yeah, very much enjoyed it. I gave four it, out of five. I gave it a, uh, a high Smacktastic. Mm. That's because I really enjoyed the in-ring work.
1: It's just, yeah, great in-ring work and solid storytelling. Yep. Characters uh, are getting time to shine. There was stuff wrong with it, sure, but overall very enjoyable. What a pleasure to watch WWE at the moment. It, it's do you know what? Competition
0: brings out the best in yeah. people. They've been complacent now for 15 or so, nearly 20 years. And now they're like, actually, our ratings are down, our attendance is down, our merchandise is down, our network subscribers are down, and there's this new player coming to town that's got a very big TV deal and it's got a lot of buzz. It has had more uh, tickets appeal than any of our WrestleManias have ever
1: had, we need to do something. And it's a great strategy Hmm. because I'm you know, I've only got so much excitement in me. And I'm very excited about AEW. But if WWE wasn't the quality it is at the moment, I would be that's all I would be thinking about. But I'm actually quite I'm thinking about the fiend. Yeah. I'm thinking about Brian. I'm thinking about Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander and Drew and the King of the Ring and Sasha Banks's return. They're doing a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. And yeah, I don't find myself thinking about AEW as much. It's what happens when you've got good competition. Well, let's see what you guys thought on the Super Chats. Happy birthday, Pete.
3: (laughs) It's still going in the chat, by the way. It's not constant, but it's maybe every one in every fifteen or twenty messages will be a will be a happy birthday. So thanks for that. So let's get on with the rest of them. First one, we've got some Supreme Vivi Canada. Sorry if I butchered that name. Uh, thank you so much for all the content and great work that you do. You've really brought back my love for pro wrestling. Lots of love from Australia. Ah, uh, Swaffed Under. Swaft Under. You're you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Tim Arndt comes in and says, didn't like Rowan shirt. Not a fan of hate breed. I mean, I'm not a fan of them either, in all fairness.
1: I don't know who they are.
3: No, my uh, housemate was massively into them, but he was into a lot of those real death metal bands, which I think are noise. Danny W says, and people say Roman can't have good matches. I'm so happy they let Murphy get so many near falls and Roman gave him the nod after the match.
0: I think we have been, uh, yeah, we have been a channel. I mean, certainly since I, was, since I started working here and you were uh, as well, but always been big supporters of Roman and always said he's an excellent, excellent wrestler.
1: Yeah, it was just the, the, the baby face pushing of him at the time that yeah, was wrong. Yeah, that's exactly it.
3: Rex Joseph Calmeron says, Roman gave a lot for Murphy. All hail King Corbin.
0: <laughs> Even he tweet, um, his Twitter game's all on this. I mean, I only know because someone sent it to me on Discord, because he blocked me on Twitter. So I, um, I haven't seen him do it himself, but he is on his like King Corbin uh, oh, train at the lovely. moment.
3: Jobber JJ says, WWE using the fiend like WCW used Sting in 1997.
0: Um,
1: well, in terms of going missing for, for large periods.
0: Sort of, but Sting was still like mentioned in storylines. Mm. And he was still... He was featured on the show, it's just that he wasn't wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah, whereas this, The Fiend was completely completely missed, week. yeah.
3: We've got a double super chat from Graham Scrivener, uh, who wants me to say, he who thinks Australian wrestles Australian, and then clarifies later that that's from a Castle Main advert which I guess he's adapted for Buddy Murphy. So. Okay. Thanks Graham. Cheers, uh, <laughs> Nick Ward says, "Hi boys from Australia, another one. Uh, Lost long-time listener, first-time super chatter, just want to say Buddy Murphy is awesome. He is so oh, yeah. so good." I mean, but you would say that, <laughs> wouldn't you? you Australian. <laughs> Jack Benner says, "Imagine if Luke Harper is Roman's attacker."
1: Hey, I don't think that would work. No. Really? No. I love Luke Harper, I want to see him back on TV, but Can't do that would accent. be quite anticlimactic, I think.
3: Abram Penner says Patience truly is a virtue. Wrestling on WWE again. Yeah, good good wrestling this week. And good wrestling at SummerSlam as well. Like those three shows back
0: to back. You know, we said this at the time it was better than NXT. Enjoyed it more, yeah. I enjoyed it more than NXT. All three shows I enjoyed more than Takeover.
3: Marcus Roman says all in capitals. Too late, chopper. And he typoed "Happy Birthday" and put <laughs> "How <are> we Birthday." <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, How Whoopy we Birthday to you. Yeah. Uh,
3: Mr. Dobak says not the cheap sellout Randy. No, it's me actually, but <laughs> close enough. Uh, Javier Reyes for SI says Buddy Murphy should win King of the Ring. I um, mean, yeah,
0: I could be on board with him winning King of the Ring. There are a few. I, actually, I was thinking about this. Andrade's not in the King of the Ring tournament, is he not? No. I just assumed he was. That's because yeah, no, you have got to make room for Ray, Apollo Crews and uh, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah.
1: Well, you, there's so many people who could win that. That would be
0: worthy winners. Totally, Corbin. Um, I mean Ricochet. Let's be honest, King Ricochet
3: mm. just makes sense. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, Pavi, Pavi, Luke's number one fan. Cheers. There's mate. competition actually for Luke's number one fans. fans do you? Have? Although I think there's at least three. <sighs> In, like, you know, in total. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Course, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, "Chopper of the morning to you, lads." Also, can you guys have Chopper's face on an actual Chopper as a thumbnail? And then says, "You guys are overexposing Pete Boo," <laughs> which is <laughs> I feel contradictory, <laughs> but you know, one of the two. Anyway, Samad <laughs> Ali says, "Hey, you awesome people! Just wanted to say I'm going to New Japan Royal Quest. I oh. saw the match card, and it looks awesome. Also, happy birthday, Chopper." Yep. We
1: will see you there. We'll arrange some meetup or something because our office, where we are right now, is literally two minutes' walk from the venue.
3: It's over that way. Yeah. Uh, GoSoup12 says, Chop of the Morning from New York. Apparently Riddle and Goldberg oh, yeah. shot an angle at SummerSlam. When, if ever, will this play out? P.S. Happy birthday, Chopper P. I don't know if they shot an angle, but Matt Riddle talked about the fact that they
0: did see each other for the first time and Goldberg was not happy with the comments that he made. But I don't know if they shot
3: it as an angle. Mm, yeah, just, I've heard nothing he like that. He just mentioned it on, on whatever their watch along thing is called. Yeah. I think it is called Watch Along. Oh, cool. Um, also, I did say happy birthday, Chopper Pete. It actually says happy chop day, Bertha Pete. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had to clarify that one. Uh, Austin Baker says Happy birthday to Short Snacks A.K.A. Chopper (laughs) Thanks Still not my birthday (laughs) Metal Gamely said Heard Brian Alvarez enjoyed this episode Don't hear that too often nowadays (laughs) Anyways Love from Finland My favourite wrestling news channel Thank you you very much Uh, Dustin S. Gooding said Lovely time with the boys Hashtag Happy Chop Day Love you all Thank you Craig Brown said, uh, did you guys like my Bailey Sting character I created on WWE 2K19? I tweeted you the picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, uh, and uh, there's obviously there's no slight against you, but we get sent so many Bailey Stings on 2K20 that I I'd, I'd lose track of which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a filter now <laughs> where my, my Google Chrome browser will just blur anything like that yeah. that looks like Bailey Sting.
3: Absolutely, yeah, but I'm sure it was awesome. Yeah. Lord 247 says, You guys think maybe Shayna Baszler maybe never drops the title and just vacates it when she's called up? Well, like Asuka did, I suppose, yeah. It's not, yeah, not the worst idea in the world. Yeah. I mean, actually, no, I, I'm going to say it's a terrible idea
0: because that really didn't help Ember Moon anything, Asuka mm. dropping the title. And, and, and you know, hindsight 2020, Ember should have beaten Asuka in
3: NXT. Yeah, especially and, if Asuka was going to just lose to Charlotte. Yeah. Exactly. Tyzy Vegemite says, Well, buddy, stay heel? Slight babyface vibe tonight. I thought that as well. I thought it was a very much like quite yeah,
0: quite babyface by the end of it. And then him being beaten up by the heels in the locker room was almost like a babyface moment too. Yeah,
1: he just needs to be an angry guy. An angry babyface guy. Hmm. But like he, he can also put his feet on the ropes to win sometimes. I don't think that's... He's, he's got such an intensity where even if he is a heel, he will get cheered like a babyface. So just make him a tweener.
3: Yeah. Ralph Marion says, The Fiend versus Pennywise. Who wins? Pennywise well, but if they
0: say Pennywise like, Is an actual I mean it's an alien So yeah Probably Pennywise oh.
3: <laughs> That would be Quite the matchup. up uh, Ron's Regen As I've now been corrected It's not Rajan, It's Regen Says Buddy's burial Has more to do with Him being beaten Backstage twice And during his Cruise match No. I... So the people Who were saying That Buddy was buried No, no I disagree That's a storyline
1: point And I know That you know That there's the mentality Of oh but they got the rub And usually that's way off base but this is actually a rare example where him getting beaten up by these guys and being involved in this storyline i think especially the way they treated him in this match is giving him the rub it's yeah it's being involved
0: in the company's biggest storyline and this is by leaps and bounds the biggest thing in wwe at the moment and he doesn't look
3: like a chump no he really doesn't Dave H says happy birthday to me hello Luke Ollie Chopper and Tomo we all know Heyman has creative input on raw do you guys think Heyman is having input on Smackdown
0: but I mean I haven't heard anything in the Observer or, or, or anywhere else like PW insider I haven't said as
1: much either it just feels that way doesn't it because it's they both have a similar slower pace more wrestling hmm. more thought gone into stuff I mean if maybe it's Vince. I think, it, yeah. I there's, mean, like, it's, there's also the reports that he's rewriting the
3: shows. Yeah, it's most likely Vince. Also, happy birthday if, it's, if it is in fact your birthday, Dave H. <laughs> happy birthday! And and yeah. Pete would know about lying about birthdays. <laughs> Still, have never done that. Uh, heal Dan from Pensacola, Florida, says you guys totally didn't notice my new name. Heal Dan from Pensacola. That's right, I came back real real as in heal. Cool flufall uh, <laughs> 12 says Bailey versus Sonya versus Morgan for the women's title, please. Bailey versus Sonya versus Morgan versus Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan versus. Did you say Deville in there as well? Sonya Deville and Bailey. Yeah, in a triple threat. A triple threat. Okay. Yeah,
1: that screams to me when NXT have booked one their champion too strongly, <laughs> so they put them in a triple threat,
3: and it's just a bit of a filler match on a takeover.
0: Yeah, that does, at this current moment in
3: time screams filler. Ginger comes in and says, "YouTube guidelines, wrestling's biggest heel."
0: Yeah, mm, it's tell, me, tell
3: me about it. Uh, Game fanatic said, "Isn't it obvious? Shane will K- will take KO's place in King of the Ring, and the final will be Miz versus Shane. It's just another title for Shane."
0: Oh God! I mean, honest, if Miz gets to the final of King of the Ring,
3: that's
1: not the worst story.
0: With all of those people in there, yes, it is.
1: But if Shane, if Shane screws them all over, you, we want to start that Miz Shane feud again.
3: It's for Miz to beat Shane in the final. Yeah, I don't want to see it. But there is a story there. <laughs> yeah. Ed All says Buddy versus Brian has to happen. That would be match of the year if given time in WWE. As a
1: oh, as a caveat, Buddy versus Brian. As a, maybe yeah. If they're like awesome.
0: Awesome saying is like this: the quality of wrestling this yes. year. But like in the G one alone. I was like, That could fill out the top ten matches of this year. You're right. I'm just saying that the, the, the quality is very high. The, I character. got ahead of
3: myself. Yeah. Right. Judas Black says, best match? Of course not. Roman was in it. I think that's unfair. Uh, it Bit was ush. very good. Yeah, he was awesome he was, in that match. He was at half of this very good match. Tizzy Virginites back again to say, will we get any Bray in-ring segments? Or will he stick with pre-taped Firefly Funhouse segments with only The Fiend showing up in the ring? That's my hope. Yeah, because when he's just in the ring, it can't
1: be as controlled and you can't have all those excellent little cuts. And the sound effects and yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, if if he does it in the ring, I'd be worried that Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon will start to try and recreate some of those effects live, mm. like the crappy lightning bolts that
3: hit the ring posts for The Undertaker, mm. which is always rubbish. Yeah. Tony Vegemite's back again to say, what should the prize be for winning King of the Ring? Title shot, Universal Title shot, yeah, or
0: a WWE Championship, yeah.
3: Vegemite is, Australian. is also Australian. I think he's from Down Under.
1: One of the other, so many Aussies. Uh,
3: Dave H is back to say Ricochet versus Buddy Murphy would be G one quality.
0: Yeah, could well, be best of the Super uh, Genius quality. Yeah yeah, is. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Point, yeah. Um, Vegemite, I learned from the song Down Under by Men at Work, which made him a Vegemite sandwich.
3: Casey Swakovsky. Said, whatever happened to Lars? Also, happy hmm. birthday, Pete. It's still not my birthday. Uh, Lars is injured. injured yeah. And
0: apparently, according to Meltzer, he's injured for quite some time. He's like, had a complete knee reconstruction surgery. So he's going to be out for a yeah. while. Good job with uh, Lucha House Pie. Beat him.
3: Uh, Tomo comes in. Tomo! Tomo! Said, hello, people from the WrestleTalk system. Sadly, I can no longer watch the rest of the stream. As this message is being typed out, my illness is getting to be. Goodbye oh, and good night, everybody. Oh, mate. Oh, well, well, yeah. If you watch this on Catch Up, mate, best of luck to you. Yeah, yeah feel better. we we'll are pull for you, Tomo. Vandalia 1998 says, Was Billy Gunn at, uh, and uh, Wade Barrett the only two King of the Rings that did nothing for their career, or were there others that never went anywhere after it as well? Ken Shamrock.
1: Viscera. Viscera. Yeah. There's so many. King of the Ring, although it's beloved, is actually pretty crappy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> William Regal's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Sheamus
3: I think as well. Sheamus, Sheamus he just yeah. got
0: labeled with the King Sheamus gimmick that did nothing Which for awful, him. Yeah. 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 Really it is just Austin Brett and Triple H. But like it wasn't like it wasn't the King of the Ring that catapulted Triple H into exactly. stardom, and it wasn't the King of the Ring that catapulted Austin into stardom. He cut that promo, but it wasn't until two years later that he won the title. Kurt and Brock as well. All these people. Kurt, Kurt is one because Kurt won it in two thousand and won the title like a couple yeah. of months
1: later. They were already on their way though. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. yeah
0: you're absolutely right. They were already like they were already going to win the title in a couple of months anyway. the King of the Ring just happened to be there. Actually, Edge is another one.
1: Oh, Edge is a good one,
0: yeah. Yeah, Edge won it in 2001, but, like, you know, didn't win the titles until
3: 2004 and five or whatever it was. Tosi White's back to say, who gets called up first, Shayna or Undisputed Era? I think Shayna at this rate.
0: Yeah, maybe Shayna.
3: I'm not sure, to be honest. But
0: yeah. that, again, we've had so many this year, I'm done for NXT call ups for now.
3: Edinal comes in to say, remember when you could get DQ'd after the match? No. No nor do I <laughs> uh, Zach Econ Lindner says Murphy and Roman could be WWE's Okada versus Omega
1: Ooh. I mean I'm glad you enjoyed
3: this
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. match <laughs> Holly thought it was the second best match on TV this week yes. like, let alone calling it <laughs> the greatest feud of the last 20 years
3: <laughs> D- Deepin says plot twist some way down the line Alistair Black is the one knocking on the door the door of the Firefly Funhouse so he would have to knock. Yeah,
1: but he wants people to knock on him. There was someone I saw someone really
0: reaching today, where there like the there was like a wrinkle in the backdrop for the cupboard that Alistair Black is in. So it was like it's the Fiend's mask. Ooh. And I'm like, that's a bit
1: of a reach, of that. Oh ah, well, I think that's confirmed. <laughs> there was that great super chat we had on SummerSlam where you've got a, a hell in a cell match, the Fiends outside saying "Let me in," and Alistair Black's in the ring
3: saying "Just knock, just knock." <laughs> Uh, Vincent Millage says, Roman should have saved Buddy from those hippies. I'm assuming he's referring to the Planeteers.
1: Mm. I mean, maybe that is gonna build
3: to something like this with
1: with Roman and Buddy teaming up against Rowan and Brian. I wouldn't be against that at all. Roman,
0: Joe, and Buddy. But I suppose, the, has the Joe thing just been dropped now? I think now? Joe's
3: been dropped, yeah. Oh, man, that's a shame. Elizabeth Williams says, Happy, happy, joy, joy, chopper Pete. Happy, Thanks. happy,
0: joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh,
3: Tyler Bailey says, That match was stellar, but will this hurt or help Murphy? Well, I think you've talked about that enough on the Hell episode yeah. I'm so hoping far. it helps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron's Regen is back again to say, Am I wrong for wanting an Autumn Revival faction? Mm. Um, I just feel like it's a bit too lumped together. Yeah, it, it's too mid-card of evil. Mm. Uh, Brandon Clug comes in who did a super chat uh, and then a message which weren't connected and then he's done another super chat with the message attached which you didn't need to do because I was going to read your message anyway (laughs) but you've got your message anyways it says hey guys this is my first super chat well technically your second now he's Uh, figuring it out it's (laughs) quite (laughs) obviously your first super chat yes uh, I love your content, and you guys make me love wrestling more. Love Buddy Murphy as well, representing Australia.
1: Hey,
0: more. Well, we love you too, dude. Thank you very telling
3: much. telling you, man, Australia's definitely got to be the next place. Because as you said yesterday, there's only 30 of them there anyway. Yeah. We could probably sell tickets to all 30 of them. We're the kings mm. of Australia. <laughs> Devante Lee says, This is the first time in a long time that WWE has me thinking, Man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I'm in agreement. great. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Reyes says, Andrade is in the King of the Ring tourney. Yes, he is. Uh, new- is he? You said yeah. he wasn't. Well, I, is he in the
0: tournament? Pretty sure he is. This is why this company needs to actually list who's in the goddamn thing when they do a video package for it. I didn't think
3: he was in it. I thought I saw a tweet from Zelina Vega saying, soon to be king, uh, El Rey, Andrade, La Reina Zelina, I'm or something like that. It. Oh, in which case, I mean,
0: I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, and I'm happy that he is in it. Thought uh, he was uh, anyway.
1: Andrade is oh, there. in. Perfect. And but... he's also a SmackDown star.
0: Yeah, he got moved back to SmackDown, didn't he? Like the week after the Superstar Shakeup. He's Raw feud
1: with Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. But
0: in which ones. case, I completely stand um, corrected on that. But I do think that's more on WWE than it is on me. Like just showing one second clips of people have profiles of them.
3: New tops four said, "Hey, back again. Thoughts on no Bray Wild on either show this week, which we've talked about already." Uh Jobber JJ, Ollie Davis is the number one fan, says, Ollie only needs one fan. Uh will the fiend wrestle only on pay-per-view? Yeah.
1: It wouldn't be the bad, the worst idea. I think that's a great idea, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: At least initially,
1: and then occasionally you have a TV match after the first six months.
0: My wife wanted to see the fiend entrance last night. She was like, Can you show it to me? Because you mm. and I were talking about it. I think you and I built it up too much on the podcast. Because ah. at the end of it, she was like, Yeah, it's cool. But But again, and she said the same thing about Ronda Rousey's debut. She's like, it's good and everything, but WWE's production is horrendous. That, those are her, her words. Oh. She hates the way that the shows are filmed.
1: Oh, like, but, but Bray's one was p- perfect, I think. Well,
0: yeah, she said that there's times where it looked like they couldn't find him because it was so dark, because the camera will focus on him and then like shoot upwards, which I think is by design, but mm. it really annoyed her.
3: NewTops4's back in to say, can we also get a Luke singing Prince Ali music video about Ali? Hey
0: man, he wasn't on this show. Uh, this week's show, so I didn't Got get a video get it. package. Well, yeah, but I didn't count. <laughs> I'm not writing four songs. Also, I think that's starting to annoy people now, so I might have to stop that for a bit.
3: Thank <laughs> you. Oh, bless you. Bless oh. you. Steve Winyard says, "Rank these: the Fiend debut, Buddy's match, Seth's match, or Sasha's return." Fiend, Buddy, buddy. Sasha, Seth. Boom. Tana Starika says, leave it to WWE to already want to ruin their best gimmick in history. That's not true if you watch my news later on today. Yeah, should be uh, okay. If they ruin Bray in any way, they deserve to fail. Which I was, don't yeah. think they're going to do.
0: I was listening to The Fiends theme today, the one done by Code Orange. because they've Fiends it, theme. Fiends theme, because they've loaded that to their YouTube channel now. I, li- I listened to it five times in a row. Literally, as soon as it finished, I just pressed replay and listened to it again. Mm. And all I could think about was a uh, WrestleMania when you've got 80 to 100,000 people all doing the Hurt, Heal oh. chant along with it. And it, it gave me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. And so, but you know, I said that I can't wait to see Bobby Roode's entrance at WrestleMania either. And, you know, look where we are now.
3: Uh, Ed uh, comes in to say, Luke Harper, the guy who attacked Roman Reigns, which is already something that someone else has suggested. Uh, Dave H comes in to clarify, it's not my birthday, Pete, just what Ollie asked. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks for that uh, NC Lauder says uh, Oh I have to sing Happy birthday to me Apparently <laughs> according to this super chat Happy birthday to me Happy birthday to me Happy birthday to Chopper Happy birthday to me It's still not my birthday though Yeah okay. happy, happy birthday, birthday Chopper Thanks man uh, Josh Lark says King of the Ring to culminate At Super Arabia 2
0: If anything it's going to I'd like to think it's going to Culminate at Clash of Champions
1: Crown Prince of the Ring <laughs>
0: <laughs> Won by Mansour
3: super arabia's a bit too far away because that's on o- uh, october 31st uh lord zeus says we'd love to see buddy take the ic title and then face off with aj at survivor series thoughts
1: yeah yeah
0: absolutely i mean as, as fun as it would have to be aj versus nakamura again i'd much rather it be aj buddy murphy just that's just a reminder that the nakamura is
3: the I- I ic champions to. that's assuming it's still going to be raw versus smackdown this year which i don't think it is no uh, Devante Lee says, Black should have been in the tournament and won, but God forbid WWE create a new star.
0: Well, I mean, the whole tournament's d- ho- hopefully designed to build a new star. And there are, you know, eight, there are 16 guys in there where all have the potential, you not showing Benjamin, mm. to be like the next big thing. So, yeah, I mean, they are going to create a star out of it. It's just
3: Black's not there. Triveshgar Parai uh, says, if it's sports-centric, WWE refs need VAR. Yeah, well, they've tried this
0: before, haven't yeah, they? they it, it can't. They it. bring it up when they need it for a storyline purpose, but it just highlights when they don't do it.
1: Yeah, so much of wrestling heat is behind the referee's back and whatnot,
3: and you would have to sacrifice that.
0: Also, no one likes VAR in football, by all accounts, so why put it in wrestling?
3: Fiery Ember says, Ember needs to be booked better. True, oh, yeah. True that. Yeah. Sean Cartier says, Really hope sponsors aren't going to ruin The Fiend. If there's one person who can, it'll be the sponsors. The sponsors will be the one to kill it. TJ Ridgeway says, "Who's had the best 205 call-up? Buddy Ali or Cedric?" Uh,
1: you know, initially Ali because he was in that mix with Daniel Bryan, and that was a really exciting last couple of months of 2018. So at the moment, I'd say him.
0: I'm going to say Ali as well on yeah. the, uh, for those exact same reasons. He had something to do as soon as he got there, as opposed to Cedric and Buddy, who came up and did nothing for four months. Also, Cedric had the dumbest ending to Raw in 2019, possibly ever, so um,
3: yeah, I'm going to go with Ali. And finally, thank you to Jivanshu Dua, who donated with no message. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh,
0: Let's have a look
1: through. Um, So I've got a lot of, like, general emails and stuff. They wanna don't wanna ask me what I did last night. What did you do last night? I went to a quiz. <gasps> what kind of quiz? It was just a a new place has opened up near us and it was just a an outdoor pub quiz. Hmm. I think they thought it was going to be warmer. Actually got quite nippy. Anyway, it wasn't it wasn't the best quiz. Like it was all a bit haphazard. The questions weren't resonating with me. It was both too easy and too hard at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple of questions that were so easy, and I'm like, oh well, we obviously know this one. And then he suddenly gives multiple choice. All right, well, <laughs> now even the stupid people know what it is. And then he'll do a really hard, obscure one, and we're like, okay, so where's the multiple choice? But nothing. Nothing. Anyway, we came about sixth out of fifteen, I think. That's not bad. Solid mid table. Yeah. Um, but we came down to the final two. The best team name. <gasps> what was your team name? Did you go with Gary Lineker's left wing thought please? No, no. Which is infamously said by Ian McKellen. S- still to this day, my favourite uh, quiz team name I've <laughs> ever heard. Uh, Danny, da- Danny Dyer's Chocolate Homunculus <laughs> is always all- the other one. But the there were three different teams called Tina Aguilera. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get quizzical. Someone said, "Oh wow, what a funny name!" And I was like, "What are you talking about? That's the most basic quiz name." that people think is a clever pun. See, I'd always go with um, the Spanish Inquisition is the uh, the most common one I hear. That's pretty good. Well, I, 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 I went hard. <laughs> and it came down to, uh, like, Mr. Dribble's puppy team, a team so named because they literally brought their dog to the quiz with them, and it was cute, and that got a lot of people cheering for them. Mm-hmm. Against... <laughs> Ollie's team name, <laughs> Schindler's Quiz, <laughs> Ooh. which got a sharp intake yeah. of breath when it was first <laughs> read out. But one guy pissed himself laughing. I was like, you're my guy. You're my friend. Uh, but yeah, we got down was to that the final guy, two. <laughs> yeah, it was my name. It, it was Anna. <laughs> we got down to the final two of best team names. And... Had like the pe- I think the people who were against it cheered a lot harder for, and they had a cute dog. They had a prop, mm. and they won. You didn't bring a list, but it was a crap name. Mm. Like it was a crap name for a team. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Mister Dribble. Hmm. It's a bit cutesy. Anyway, so yeah. there you go. That was my Tuesday night. Did Thanks
0: I- for asking. You're very welcome. Did I ever tell you about the uh, quiz I did at a food fair in Tunbridge Wells? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah, 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 yeah. Then, no, Well, this matter. was quite
0: recently. This is in the last okay. couple of months. I'd, like, it was literally as I got my head shaved, so to give you some perspective of, like, you know, time frame. Mm. And they had a sort of fate quiz there. And if you ever want to have sort of like a, I wonder what Tunbridge Wells is like. Well, their quiz was strawberry or not, where they would wow. read out names and you have to write down whether it's a strawberry or not. And I'll be honest, we just had
1: to guess. What like different names of types of strawberry? Yes. Can you remember any? Absolutely, just knew strawberry. Well, no. Well, that, Usually, that, that's what English we, strawberry. That's what we
0: said, and in the end, we just were like, I don't know, right strawberry, right not strawberry. Yeah. And but here's the other side of the quiz: everyone got a prize because what they had was just like a load of prizes and then they would just read out in order the amount of people who got the most points people were taking this dead seriously by the way so a lot of people sort of debating amongst themselves whether or not something was a strawberry or not me (laughs) and my friends were like i'm a scooby-doo but yeah they just had this big prize pool and then they were just like and with x amount of points this team it would be like look and blah blah blah." and then we go up and we get our prize my wife and i so you just
1: got to check, like, choose yours go, from a table. And if you were at the
0: lowest, if you're at the lowest point, you got the you sure. know, the, the crapper prizes yep. left. We got a pot of olives, and a great plate. A great plate. No, no, not a great plate. A plate that's great. A plate that's got grating components on it. It's a great plate. Like a cheese grater, mm-hmm. but in the shape of a plate. No, so it's a plate, but it's got the cheese grater bit in the center of said plate. That just sounds dangerous. Well, it was wrapped in bubble wrap, mm. and it is still in bubble wrap, Pop but it. the idea is that you can then sort of like grate garlic with it or like you know, just put a, a lime down on it and switch
1: it around. I don't really know what it's for. My wife seems to know, but it hasn't been used yet. Yeah, maybe that's a new feature, different kinds of plates. <laughs> is it a great plate?: Or <laughs> is it a bad <laughs> plate? What! Smash it anyway.
0: Um, well, I did say we've got loads of emails that we want to get through, but we've actually now got no time. But, um,
1: <laughs> we could do one email. We could do one email. I won't do, po- I won't do iTunes today. Okay. Because I'm the one who cut the podcast short. Although, uh, the last iTunes review was on the 8th of August, which is about six days ago now. Yes. So, come on. You say it's about six days ago. It's literally six days ago. It's literally six <laughs> days ago. Yeah. And that makes
0: me sad. Well, uh, we did have this email coming from Dave which I thought was pretty adorable really and it was called a brackets not so close brackets concerned Firefly Funhouse parents
1: Ooh, the so. fiend debate
0: It says, "Uh, Hi Luke and the guys. I'm at work now listening to the podcast from SummerSlam and the Raw Review and was dying to see how you all felt about The Fiend and possibly the coolest entrance I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, No surprise at all, you guys seem to have loved it as much as me. As I mentioned in a previous email, I'm a father of four 10-year-old stepdaughter, 19-year-old twin boys, and a one-month-old daughter. During the review, I know you guys mentioned there was a possibility that they pulled The Fiend segment due to parents being worried about the kid's reaction. God, I hope that's not the case. My twin boys, Johnny and Mikey, love. Yeah the Fiend's debut. It's
1: because p- twins are inherently creepy anyway.
0: The Firefly, um, they watch the Firefly Funhouse promos episode one through nine on YouTube every day and so when SummerSlam happened I was excited to see the reaction they'd have to Bray's entrance slash match with Finn. It was great although I'll admit creepy yet adorable seeing them sway to his music and singing.
1: <laughs> in unison. Daddy. <laughs> catch a fly. Let us in, daddy.
0: I've attached pics of them with their homemade Fiend masks that they have. Oh, the, point yes. of, the point of this email is as a parent, I don't see the point of sensitivity towards Bray. As a kid, we had Kane and the Undertaker, so I hope people can toughen up their kids and not let water them down or change Bray's vision, because he's honestly my kid's favorite wrestler at the moment. We have our Fiend and Muscle Man shirts coming in this week, and they're excited. My wife makes fun of me, and the boys calling Bray, um, and they're my fireflies. Hashtag proud moment. Thanks for hopefully reading out this email. I appreciate the hard work you do, and uh, love to the Swath Nation. Dave from Massachusetts, and there is here's kid i'm gonna open this up into you can see
1: it full screen ah oh, lovely it's a, it's essentially a paper plate that is a great plate this this is a great plate yeah. with, with the fiends mask drawn on it ah oh, lovely and there they are watching the fiends entrance yep <laughs> that's creepy <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so... You're doing parenting right. So there you go. So, a not-so-concerned parent. I'll be honest, when I got that email, I was a bit worried because I did say that people who complain about this sort of thing are a naughty word. And then yeah. I said, oh, that's a bit naughty. That was a bit bad of me. But it seems to be okay. I don't think I've got too much backlash. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Uh, we might be back tomorrow um, because there's not really a lot happening on NXT, so we may not be doing a show, but we'll certainly see. Um, but we will see you on the Saturday show for sure. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.